Hey guys, and welcome to the show. Today we have Sean Wells, who's the world's leading nutritional biochemist and expert on health optimization. He has formulated over 500 supplements, food, beverages, and cosmeceuticals, can never say that word, and patented over 10 novel ingredients and is now known as the ingredientologist. (laughs) So many hard words which is the scientist of ingredients. Formerly a chief clinical dietitian with over a decade of clinical experience, he has counseled thousands of people on innovative health solutions such as keto, paleo, fasting, and supplements. He has also personally overcome various health issues, including the Epstein-Barr virus, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, depression, insomnia, obesity, and a pituitary tumor. As a world-renowned thought leader on mitochondrial health, he has been paid to speak on five different continents. His insights have been prominently featured in documentaries, nationally syndicated radio programs, and regularly on morning television. His expertise can help any health-conscious individual to better manage stress and experience higher performance, more energy through utilizing his practical research-backed solutions. I'm really excited to talk to Sean today, and we're going to be answering questions like, is it better to um, use smaller or bigger supplement brands? Should you be cautious when a bottle says proprietary blend? He'll cover some biohacking tools for energy and weight, and even talk about some supplements for sugar reduction, fat burn, and more. All right, Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. I am super excited too. And I'm, I feel like I was reading your bio before and I'm like, ah, I need this to include this and this and this, because there's so much that you have to offer. And you've done so many incredible things for the health world, the supplement world, especially the energy world with a really exciting book coming out, which I'm really excited to dive into as well. But before we go into some of the energy tips, you were dubbed the world's greatest formulator, which is pretty awesome. And the supplement industry obviously is booming and you know there's the pros and the cons. Can you tell the listeners why it's super important to go to a reputable brand and you know seek out quality supplements? Uh, yeah, that's something that's super frustrating to me when people say supplements don't work. And like, for example... I remember having a discussion when I was a chief clinical dietitian with the rounding physician, and I wanted to put my elderly patients, this was in a nursing home, on creatine, which is great for maintaining lean body mass. And as you know, like a lot of elderly people have sarcopenia, they might be losing muscle mass. And he said, well, there's no science on those. Like I want like to put them on our prescriptions and that's what we do here. And I said, there's 500 studies on creatine. There's three studies on your medication and two of which failed and didn't pass the FDA. On the third trial, they got it just over that 50% mark to show that it's efficacious. And then it passed the FDA. And I'm like, why are we doing that? Like, (laughs) Honestly, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And it's one of the reasons I ended up leaving healthcare because it's just so frustrating. I had to put like diabetics on carbs all day long. I had to like put cardiovascular patients on uh, low fat diets and things like that. And it was just super frustrating. But as far as supplements, there are so many companies out there that are doing the wrong thing. One of the top things that I would look for If you're someone that's, you know, looking on Amazon or looking at products on the shelf and in Walmart or GNC or wherever, I look for no proprietary blends. That's my number one red flag. 
it's very easy to take 17 ingredients and make it look like it has all these ingredients. I know that one. I know that one. Those are supposed to be good. Okay. So it's in a prop blend, which means it can all be what's called a fairy dusted. So they're listed in order of descending mass. So you put the first ingredient with the biggest bulk that's the cheapest. Let's say a good ingredient like creatine that's only $4 a kilo. But there's some ingredients like methylcobalamin, the active form B12, that's $3,500 a kilo. And, you know, there's a variety of ingredients in between. And so where do you think you're going to find those ingredients? Like those aren't going to be full dose. Those are going to come after the big dose, the cheap one in this blend. But you don't know what dose they're in. And a lot of times it's not listing their form or their standardization or their plant part. So what you want to see, for example, with like ginseng, you want to see the genus and species. You want to see the plant part, that it's the root. That's the one that matters because that's another thing that they can do. They can just put in the whole plant because that's much cheaper and it's not standardized. Yeah, it's got ginseng, but it doesn't have much ginseng root. It's just the leaves and the stems and the whatever. And then it's not standardized or ginsenicide A or something like the active in ginseng that's been studied. And then, you know, okay, it's got ginsenicide A, 2.5%, and it has 300 milligrams, and that's what's used in the study. And I can go to examine.com and see, yes, it's got the right study back dose in the right form with the right plant part and the genus and species, and that's full transparency dosing. And that's the exact opposite of what's happening with a proprietary blend. And that's such an interesting point because... I feel like people see proprietary blend and then they think that it's something special and something unique and something that's extra good. And like you're saying, it's opposite. It's not transparent. And obviously companies will use it in their favor to, like you said, include all the super cheap ingredients first and then give us like a tiny bit at the end of the expensive ingredients. And we have no idea. So that's so important. And I'm glad you brought that up as the first point because yeah, you see that so much, even with probiotics now and with everything. So you'd say that's kind of the first thing that you would look at. No proprietary blends because we want to know exactly what's in there. Yeah. And then from there, I like looking at if there's any ridiculous claims. The FDA is very clear about this, that you can't extrapolate data. Like you can take data where someone had a 0.1% difference in one group and then a 0.3% difference in the other group and say that it's 300% more change and what, I'm like, that's ridiculous. That's very misleading. Like there is basically no change in either group, but they're just manipulating statistics to make it sound like it's this insane difference. And it's really just crap. So whenever you see like these insane numbers that are too good to be true, they're too good to be true. Like really good companies don't manipulate data. They don't do that. And also, by the way, These study populations are typically 18 to 24-year-old fit, white, wealthy males. So just think about that. And it's great to have human data. And I work on studies that are exactly like this all the time. And it's not easy to get other populations. And it adds complexity to use females, just flat out. It really does. But just know that these data points, even with this super tight group of study participants, 
there's super responders, also called hyper responders. There's non-responders. And then there's statistics that come out in between and it's an average. So just know that there's no study with 8 billion people and there's bioindividuality. And even in these super tight groups of these avatars, if you will, of these demographics that even there you get wide variance. So it's a supplement may or may not work for you, no matter how good the data is. Like, and that's something that you should be okay with and try a few different ones. I love how you also include the bio-individuality element and say, you know, you need to do trial and error with yourself and see what works. Because I often feel like when people come out with like a book or a method, it's like, this is what works. It's going to work for everybody. But I love how you do like both ways science approach, but also try it on your body because we're all different, whether you're male or female or, you know, different ethnicities and just even within all these subgroups, there's differences. So I love that. Yeah, 100%. No, you're dead on. And another one to look at is just, to me, has the brand been around a while? And look, there's new brands that are coming out all the time on Amazon that might be legit. But I like some of the ones that have the quality control set up that have been around for years. I mean, even a company that's new that is trying to be the cheapest on Amazon that may have quality ingredients and people are getting benefits from, they may not have a quality control team that's 10 people. And trust me, like the testing costs are massive with these big companies like Thorne, like now, like Doctors Best. Zymogen, Carlson's, Nordic Naturals, like some of these really established brands that have been around 20 plus years that have big teams that do a lot of testing, it's very expensive. And so, you know, when you're paying more for Thorn, just know that they're paying an extra 30% every bottle to just do testing. Right. And it's good to know that the stuff that you see on the label is actually in there. And then two, the stuff that you're not seeing on the label isn't in there, like heavy metal, adulterated ingredients, like banned substances. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that you should be concerned about that, you know, if those things aren't being tested for might show up in your supplement. You don't want heavy metals in there. You don't want banned substances in there. You don't want it adulterated with other ingredients that may be allergens or may cause some kind of cardiovascular issue for you or whatever that you're just unaware of. And you think, I don't know why the supplement's really messing with me, but it's an ingredient that may not even be listed on the label that's in there. I feel like there's all a hype now with these more like boutique supplements and these smaller companies, but you're so right. Like to create these studies and actually get the legit data costs a lot of money. So I think now there's a big shift away from like the bigger companies, but actually they're the ones that do have the money to do all these studies and kind of validate what's on there. So that's a great point. Yeah. And that's amazing. If they do finished product studies, that's really the ultimate level. Otherwise they should be saying this ingredient has been shown to do X, but not, not necessarily this formula because you don't know how the ingredients interact with each other unless you've done a finished product study. And so that's important to look at too. And you can actually look up these studies on these various ingredients on a site like examine.com. And you can look up the individual ingredients, see what research has been done on them, see if they're efficacious, see if your product has the efficacious dose and form. 
all that kind of stuff. So you can do a little research on your products. Okay. So examine.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well for anybody that's on the supplement train to check. (laughs) Awesome. So a lot of really important things to think about when looking at supplements. And if you choose the right one, it can really help. And obviously if you don't, it can actually do a lot of harm. Like you said, with all the heavy metals and things that are not listed. Okay. So then before we dive into some of the other energy tips, can you tell us a little bit about mitochondrial health? We hear that a lot in the biohacking world now, and you mentioned that in your book as well, you know, some of the measurements that you use. So can you explain to us like why it's important? That it's so important that mitochondrial health determines cellular energy, body energy, vitality, determines your aging, your likelihood towards nearly all disease. It's super important. So the mitochondria, just to back up, are the cellular powerhouse. You might remember from like high school or middle school biology, right? Like they're the little factories that are in the cell that are creating this energy currency that you use throughout the body called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. And most people think that there's just one mitochondria in a cell, and there's some cells that are like that. But cells that are more energy dependent, like heart cells, um, you'll see, you'll see up to like 5,000 mitochondria in one cell. And there's even really important adipose tissue, which is fat tissue. It's called brown adipose tissue. It's actually brown. There's only about six or seven ounces on your body around your collarbone mostly. And it's brown because it's mitochondrial dense and it's super energy intensive because it creates thermogenesis. It creates heat. When we're babies up until seven, eight, nine months, we don't have the ability to shiver and create heat. And so this brown adipose tissue is what's thermogenic and creates heat for us. And it could be, it's being researched right now for being maybe that holy grail of like why some people can eat what they want and burn more calories. And they're actually looking at taking white adipose tissue, which is 99.5% of the fat on your body, and seeing if they can beige it to make it brown adipose tissue, to make it metabolically active and burn calories instead of be a source of calories. And so that's really interesting. It's happening right now, but that's mitochondria are so critical to create that energy. If you don't have enough energy created, you get into scenarios called insufficient cellular energy. So it's, it's called ice. And that's a that's getting more popular in research. And in the brain, it's called brain energy gap. But either way, there's a shortfall of energy. And when you're consistently in a shortfall of energy, the mitochondria are working harder, kind of like a car that doesn't have enough oil or gas. It's working too hard and it's creating dysfunction. And you run into metabolic dysfunction from the mitochondrial dysfunction. And over time, that's going to create more inflammation glycation, which is blood sugar damage, oxidation, methylation errors. And so you run into all these pro-aging scenarios and you don't have enough energy. And if you have ample energy, if you're doing the right things like fasting and ketogenic dieting and at times, and you're doing things like cold plunges and red light saunas, you can actually not only improve mitochondrial function and your metabolism as a result, but you actually uh, create more mitochondria. You create more of these powerhouses called mitochondrial biogenesis. 
And so one of the things that I look at is in terms of checking to see if you have good metabolic function, if you have good mitochondrial function, is looking at glycation with hemoglobin A1C, looking at oxidized LDL with oxidation, and looking at inflammation with CRP, C-reactive protein. If we look at these three labs, which are under 100 bucks, maybe every six months, we'd know how we're biologically aging versus chronologically aging. We'd know what our likelihood is towards almost all diseases, including cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, coronary heart disease, just on and on and on. And we'd know like what our likelihood is of getting all these diseases, but we're not looking at these. We only look at like hemoglobin A1C after we're diabetic. We only look at CRP after we've had a heart attack. So that, that's where like the mitochondria are critically important. We should be looking at, at these markers of metabolic function. Yeah. And like you said before, something happens and then it's not too late, but it's obviously a lot harder. I mean, if we can follow these things over time and take the appropriate steps, then it's much more worth than getting, you know, to a diabetic state and only then being like, oh, I love how you also actually look at certain markers because sometimes there's, you know, we just hear mitochondrial health kind of as this abstract idea of energy. And so actually knowing that there's markers that we can look at before something happens is really powerful and kind of encourages us to implement some of these things that, you know, you talk about regarding energy. So, okay. So now we'll dive into some of your best tips for energy. There's so many good ones and I want to cover all of them, but if you can tell us kind of like your top ones that you talk about in your book and that you implement into your life. My top energy tips. Is that what you want? Yes. My secret. <laughs> uh, your secret. Uh, well, everybody's <laughs> going to have to get the book to get all the good details, but. <laughs> okay. So let me think of some. So one is one that I've stumbled into and worked on patenting is an ingredient called L-beta. Okay. I actually, you just reminded me that I did in the supplement conversation, I did want to talk about the two things that you'd patented and yeah. So great. So let's go into that one. So L-beta is beta amino isobutyric acid, and it's a signal for intense exercise. So when your body's intensely exercising, it's breaking down the muscle amino acids for fuel to some degree, the, the branch chain amino acids that are present. And it takes valine, which is one of the BCAAs, and converts it into BABA. And then BABA is then a signal that the body is intensely working out. And so we found that like VO2 max and increased BDNF in the brain, which is neuroplasticity, improved bone mineral density, improved muscle mass, improved glycogen storage and, and utilization, like all the things that you associate with exercise, the benefits of exercise are correlated to elevated beta levels. And so it's called an exercise mimetic. It mimics exercise. And what's really cool is it's going to augment your workouts. So it's like getting more reps or more steps out of every workout. So it's really cool. Like it would be like, you know, if you did eight reps a set, this would be like you're doing 12 kind of thing, you know, like, or if you worked out for 45 minutes, it's like, a, you know, 70 minute workout or something. So it's really cool. <laughs> so that's going to give you more energy as you have faster adaptations to exercise, including less fat mass, more muscle mass, 
you know, improve cardiovascular changes, all that stuff. So that one's wow. really, really exciting. And yeah. will you repeat the name of that one really quick? Yeah, it's called El Beba and the, the brand name is called Mitoburn. Mitoburn, interesting. Oh, like you said, Mito. The Mito is going to be the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> Starting exactly. with that. Yep. And speaking of which, there's another ingredient that the branded name is Mito Prime. It's called L-ergothionine. It's an amino acid and it's present in certain mushrooms, some organ meats and some beans. And what's really cool is it's being studied for it could have some vitamin status because there's actually a unique transporter in your body just for this compound, which tells you how important it is. Like this never happens in science, like that you have a unique system to transport it and then store it in your body specifically for this ingredient. So now they're really exploring it. And they found that this ingredient protects the mitochondria. Typically, antioxidants protect the cell, but not specifically the mitochondria. mitochondria. It's going to be powerfully anti-aging and also protect your energy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So L-ergothionine called mitoprime. The next one I'd bring up is dihydroberberine. Okay. So metformin is probably the most popular anti-aging drug. There's a study that showed that people live about two years longer on it. There's a new study that's coming out that they're working with over 3,000 study participants because it's so powerfully anti-aging. But berberine was shown in a head-to-head study to outperform the drug metformin. And metformin causes B12 deficiencies, has GI distress. There was a lot that was tainted last year and they had to recall it. And berberine uh, not only doesn't have those issues, but is the natural form and outperformed it. And then I looked at a form that's the downstream metabolite of berberine. When berberine is ingested at the gut level, it converts to dihydroberberine. And so this form I patented is about five to 10 times more bioavailable. So you can lower the doses dramatically and it lasts twice as long in the plasma. So you have to take it a lot less. Wow. And it's just more effective in general. So it's dramatically more effective than berberine or metformin. So really cool ingredient. Yeah, it's called a glucovantage. And then you might think, well, why do I wanna just care about blood sugar? But again, like that's why metformin is so powerful. We talked before about glycation, which is blood sugar damage, when insulin's elevated too much, when glucose is elevated too much, and there's metabolic dysfunction as a result, that you're preventing what's called advanced glycation end products. That's literally called ages, that ages you. Right, right. And so as far as we know, this is one of the most effective like anti-aging approaches that we can do is to lower insulin, to lower blood sugar, like fasting blood sugar. So this dihydroberberine glucovanage is probably the most effective compound for anti-aging. So those are really cool for maintaining energy. I also love exogenous ketones. And then I do have a cool metabolite of curcumin, which you've probably heard of for inflammation. It's called curcuprime and it's tetrahydrocurcumin. So it's like kind of like this downstream metabolite again. And it's just several times more active because you might've heard curcumin has like a lot of bioavailability issues. Like they're always trying to figure out how to improve its uptake. 
And this downstream form doesn't have that issue. So it's potently anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. Wow. That's amazing. I feel like it's all these great things that you're just making even greater. <laughs> so yeah, with yeah. the curcumin, you know, that they usually pair it with um, black pepper to increase yeah. absorption. But then yeah. I've also read that actually that amount of black pepper getting all the way down to the intestine is not so good. Is that true? Or is that, and is that why this product is even better because you can actually absorb it without adding all that pepperine or the active ingredient in black pepper? That's so awesome that you know that. I love that. (laughs) Just had a nerdgasm. So yeah, it's it's that metabolite that you're talking about. It's called piperine and the branded form is bioperine uh, from Vinsa. And there is a couple studies with curcumin in that black pepper extract, and that's called C3 from Sabinsa. And yeah, some companies have done that, and some have done like a liposomal form of curcumin. But that black pepper extract inhibits something called cytochrome P450 from the liver. So like more active is delivered. But you're right, there's a concern there. One, that some people might have some GI distress from that potent black pepper spiciness but two that you're letting more things through so like that's actually like your liver has a process there where it's like protecting you from certain toxins and on one hand like you might be delivering more of an active and that could be potentially good with something low bioavailability but you might be letting more things through that are not ideal like let's say there's glyphosate on this or you know something like that that you're actually getting more of a toxin load too. So it's not really the route I like to go. And that's a really great point. So good job. Yeah. So that's why there's the more potent one that hopefully you said it's called, um, what was the name for the? I'm tetrahydrocurcumin. It's a different THC. It's not the THC that gets you high. <laughs> some will be excited to hear that and some not so much. So. <laughs> Uh, but I have other hacks that are non supplements Yes, tell us. Oh, and let me mention one more. Grains of Paradise is a really cool ingredient that I've worked on too that upregulates brown adipose tissue. And it is Caloraburn. That's the branded Caloraburn. name. So okay. it actually upregulates that brown adipose tissue uh, pretty markedly. Just 40 milligrams, which is a super low dose was shown in studies to increase thermogenesis and caloric expenditure by 110 calories. And that's non-stimulant. And for for something at that dose, so we don't know like at 80 milligrams, what does it do? 80 milligrams twice a day, what does it do? Just one super small dose was 100 calories. So that's really interesting. And if you combine that with another hack of cold plunges or cold showers, that will upregulate cold thermogenesis upregulates that brown adipose tissue as well, that holy grail that burns fat 24-7. So that's where doing cold plunges, cold showers can be really helpful to your metabolism and looking at those. And then you can create an even greater delta by doing like hot saunas or hot showers combined with cold showers or cold plunges. That's called contrasting when you're going between the two. And this guy, Ray Cronice, who's an ex-astronaut with NASA, has this method where he goes hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, in a shower back and forth, like every 30 seconds. And that's really good for your metabolism. But, you know, I mean, start somewhere. Just if you 
finish like with 10 seconds of cold water on your head. It's really important to actually get your head cold, your head wet. There's actually something called the dive reflex that like is really important to systemically affect your whole body. That's something to look at. All right, so I ended up cutting this episode into two just because I'm trying to keep these episodes 25 to 35 minutes max. So on this episode, we talked about supplements and acute stress to optimize your metabolism. Next episode, Sean is going to dive into the optimal day for energy and metabolism. He's going to talk about what you shouldn't do and what you should do, give you a great morning routine. So you'll see that episode right below. I hope you guys enjoyed and thank you for tuning in.